everybody. Welcome or welcome back to the Anne Marie podcast. I know we ended last week's episode on a serious note. However, I am planning to upload this particular episode on Valentine's Day. I think that trying to upload this on Valentine's Day will make more sense coming off of last week's serious episode into this week talking about the greatest love story. And this isn't just a story, this is true history that I am talking about in this episode. This idea just kind of came to me as I was thinking about how to piggyback off of last week's episode. And this kind of happened to come to me. So let's get started into this week's episode. Like I said, I was going to talk about the greatest love story ever told. And it's more than a story. It's actually his story or history, as some people will point out. Last week, I ended up alluding to part A of the gospel that personally, I believe we've lost gravity towards in the church. Not that it's not being taught, but I don't think it's being taught as clearly as it could be. I don't think a lot of Christians are really grasping what all this means. And I will do more episodes kind of expanding on some of this later. But basically, when I talk about part A of the gospel, this part that we tend to speed through, talking about what sin is and why sin exists. Why do we have sinful natures? What happened to cause this? We talked about that last week, talking about how basically man rebelled against God, committed treason, and because of that, death and disease was a result of our treason against God. God being the perfect, loving creator that he is, knew that he could not allow Adam and Eve to live indefinitely in their state of sin. And so he did drive them out of the Garden of Eden, having to create a way for mankind to be in a right relationship with God as Adam and Eve were before the fall. The fall marred mankind's ability to be in a right relationship with God. One of the most popular scriptures that is quoted is John 3.16, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. It seems to me that anymore when those of us proclaiming to be Christians go out and preach the gospel, we, we seem to talk more about Christ's sacrifice on the cross and if we believe in him, then we'll have eternal life. What we don't seem to spend a ton of time really trying to unravel and gravitate is why all this had to happen. Now, I know that we know the concept of sin, but do we really understand part A that I talked about last week? That's my question. God had to send his own son to pay our price, as I said in last week's episode, we deserve death. 
Our culture wants to make us believe that we are entitled to life, health, wealth, happiness, all of this stuff that we are never really promised in full in this life according to God's word. Our joy is to come from our relationship with God, not through our own means, our own success, not through being a good person according to our culture's definition of good. For apart from Christ, we can never actually be or do any good because God defines good, not our culture if we are following Christ and saying that we believe in the one true God who created us. When we deliver the gospel, I think we need to do a better job of delivering part A and explaining why our sinful nature exists. Because we can't do anything without being rooted in Christ. While our culture is trying to tell the world that you can be good, the strength comes from within you, as Christians, the first part of the gospel says, no, we can't. We can't do this on our own. It doesn't come from within us. It comes from God, a relationship with God. I'm going to read John 15 verses 1 through 11 here. This is Jesus talking. I am the true vine and my father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away, and every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes that it may bear more fruit. Already you are clean because of the word that I have spoken to you. Here's the verse that I want to place an emphasis on. Abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit by itself, Unless it abides in the vine, neither can you, unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. Before I go on to verse 6, I do want to stop there. This is where our culture is, quite frankly, feeding the church lies that aren't biblically based. As I just read, apart from God, we can do nothing. I think this is a very important part of understanding the gospel and really grasping why we need a Savior. Why do we need to put our trust in God? Why does this matter? This is why, apart from God, we can do nothing. God had to send his one and only son to die a death on the cross so that we could spend eternity with him because we could not pay the price for our treason, our sin, no matter what we do, no matter how quote-unquote good we think we are, the heart is deceitful. And we needed that sacrifice to be paid on our behalf, which is the good news of the gospel, that we don't have to do this by ourselves. Jesus paid the price for us. That is part of the greatest love story that isn't even just a story. It's his story. 
ever told. We can't do this on ourselves. We can't be good by our own effort. Personally, I don't think the church even knows what good means according to God these days, but that's just my opinion. We can't do it on our own. No matter how we try, it's going to be filthy rags. Continuing with the passage I was just talking about in verse 6, If anyone does not abide in me, he is thrown away like a branch and withers. And the branches are gathered, thrown into the fire, and burned. If you abide in me, and my words abide in you, Ask whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. By this, my Father is glorified, that you bear much fruit, and so prove to be my disciples. As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. These things I have spoken to you, that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be full. I'm wanting to do a future podcast talking about the importance of God's moral law, which kind of intertwines here with the ending here, where Jesus says, If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. To be honest, this is kind of a rabbit trail from what I want to talk about today, but it is something I do want to do a future podcast because I would kind of like to know, does the church really know what God's commandments is? Because honestly, I'm not sure I do. I have read Leviticus and I do want to read more into that to actually study what his commandments are, what God's moral law is. But I'm beginning to question, does the church even know what God's moral law is? Do we even know what the importance of God's moral law is when it comes to living the life that God calls us as Christians to live? As you heard in verse 10, Jesus does say, if you keep my commandments, You will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. Do we really know what commandments Jesus is talking about in this passage? Or are we kind of thinking, yeah, 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 we all know what this is. Let's move on and just talk about the fact that Jesus paid the price on the cross for our sins and we have a way to have eternal life. I believe John Cooper this very well on one of his podcasts. That part of the message is only part of the message of the gospel. As I said before, God loved us, his creation, enough that he wanted to make a way to make things right and have that relationship with us as he did with Adam and Eve before the fall. That is why part B of the gospel that we tend to repeat over and over and over means anything. Without part A, part B means nothing. Without part A, what is sin? Why does it matter? It matters because there is a creator who wants to 
to have a relationship with us and who gave his one and only son so that we could have eternal life with him. And that is the good news. God wants to save us from our sin nature. He wants us to rely on him in this life so that we may spend eternity with him. That is the good news. And that is the greatest love story ever told. That's it for this week's episode. As usual, you can follow me at parlor at capital A, lowercase m, R-I-D-D-L-E-8. Or you can check the website, anchor, A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M slash and all lowercases dash M dash riddle to get updates on this episode. Have a happy Valentine's Day, everybody.